Oh my goodness gracious. You ready, Mrs.? I'm it's ready. It's the welcome back show. Holy cow. Pressing the button. Busy All day. right, let's see. This will be the first surprise, I guess, the fact that we're sitting here. Hello. <laughs> There's so much to cover today. Oh, my goodness, I don't even know where to start. Let's start by bringing in the cameras. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Welcome Hi. back to you. Welcome back to everyone at home. Hello. Today is Wednesday, November 11th, 2019. It's 11-11, Mrs. Ryan. I don't know what that means specifically in our world, because I don't follow the astrology as much as you do and all that stuff, but uh, when it comes to just things lining up, I feel like it's a good day. In astrology, it's a gateway day. Gateway day? Yeah. Uh, in, how does that work? 11-11, uh, the double numbers and the pairings. and. So it's good in general? Yeah. I'm not just having good vibes from nothing? No. Cool. Well, Mrs. Ryan, it's a big day for us. We should uh, start with who is here this evening. This evening, we have two wonderful guests. Gosh, I guess you could say they're related. Husband and wife, Rod and Amy Emery are here. They need no introduction. If you've seen this show, you for certainly already know who they are. Um, but we're really excited to talk to the both of them. Rod's been here before. We've never had Amy. Now we've got them both together. Mrs. Ryan. It's awesome. It's going to be exciting. Uh, we should probably start. We've got a lot of hellos, and we need to move it on pretty quickly because, again, those guys have not that much time, but, but, but we should probably start with why we're sitting here, Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Today's 11-11, and we are still here in the home base, the comfort of our very own home studio. Uh, and, and it's a sweet, sour thing, because I'm, I'm not sorry that we didn't have to do the work of moving all of this stuff. <laughs> I'm really not sorry about that. Uh, but I am sorry that we're not sitting in the gallery at the PEC like we thought we would be. Uh, however... It, I assure you, it's all for good reason. There will be better things uh, coming from it. And we'll tell you all the story in a few minutes here. But uh, um, uh, basically, this is still the Porsche Experience Center third anniversary week here in Los Angeles. And we're going to be celebrating it all week on the show with Porsche guests and friends of the PEC. Uh, and and uh, the only difference from the actual plan is that we just won't physically be there. Yeah, we'll do it here Mm -hmm. As the annex, I believe. Is the I love that. The annex. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So the story. Let's see. When we all left you, it was Halloween, Mrs. Ryan, my favorite holiday. <laughs> I forgot about Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Tony Callis here, and that was outstanding. What a great guy. What a great uh, uh, guest and great visit it was with him. You know, he was so nervous, and, uh, and he relaxed right afterwards. And, and to see that, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait for you to come back because you're going to be like this when you get here next time. Yeah, it's um, tremendous. But, so we left everybody saying, okay, we're going to be at the PEC on 11-11. That's when we'll be back. We went dark for a week. Um, the very next day, I believe, we had the morning shift over at PEC, and we were having a meeting after the morning shift. And um, I guess to briefly back it up a little bit further was um, – our friends over at the Porsche Experience Center, first of all, grateful to all of them, G.I. Jen and everybody who works there. Um, they had been asking us to do this show there for a while. I mean, a while, like since we met. Over a year. And a while. it was never, we could. We can do a show at the PEC, but to do our show, that's one of the reasons we changed the name. It's about the environment. It's about, it's about the mood. It's about the conversations that take place in the environment. Um, so it, became, it was a harder thing, and we needed to really set things in order to uh, – and meet certain uh, parameters for us to be able to do it. We had uh, uh, set all that stuff up, and then when we had this meeting on – back to current last week, we had that meeting. Uh, um, <laughs> there was a corporate buyout for the space on, on the one day in the middle of our thing. One of the parameters for us was that this doesn't this – is, we have to move in. We have to move into a space for a week and live there, and that's kind of how it works. Um, you can't fight a corporate buyout for, for Porsche. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, uh, and it was going to be right in the middle, and then we worked up this other plan. Luckily, Jeff Swart was so nice helping us, and G.I. Jen, and everybody kind of, and our production designers uh, and, and set decorators came in, uh, and we had this whole powwow. How can we still do it? Can we crunch? Can we cut some things, simplify some things? We said, yes, absolutely, we can do that. And at the end of the day, it was going to be like, yes, we're going to build on Thursday. We'll do a show Friday, and then Saturday, and then fold it up and go home. <laughs> it was like... That doesn't, it's not really, it just didn't really align. But, 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 
the backstory is this was always supposed to be sort of a trial run, sort of a um, proof of concept for a larger event. And it looks like we'll probably just skip the proof of concept. And I can't announce anything official yet, but there are other larger Porsche events in the future, more global events than just the local PEC anniversary uh, that it sounds like we'll be involved in. So that cool. that is a little bit more exciting for us uh, as well. So that's the story. There's no drama. My goodness, G.I. John was supposed to be here today. She's so busy with the anniversary uh, setup that she couldn't be here. Today Our, was a photo shoot. Like, she's got so much. That came up out of nowhere. Yes, and she's got so much going on. Our plan was to have this come out of her mouth so that you would, you know, whatever, so that you would know everything was fine. But we, G.I. John, we love you. Uh, she knows that. Everybody else, we love G.I. John. There's nothing, um, you know what I mean? There's nothing bad here. We took the week off. And... That's not really true because we ended up having tons of meetings, phone calls, powwows, and we'll get to that a little bit later in Dave Watch. So, Mrs. Ryan, enough of my verbosity. Holy cow, how are you doing? <laughs> Sorry for all that, but I think I, I think I got to everything with that story. Dude, okay. I had a great chat with an old friend today. Oh, really? So, That's I heard you on the phone this morning. Donna, my hockey goalie. Mm. Yeah, she's, our reunion is next week for the hockey team. And I'm obviously not going, but she called to check in and say hi. And oh, that's so nice. She's going to call me after and say hello to everyone for me. That's really cool. Uh, awesome. We've mentioned this on the phone, on the phone, on the show sometimes. Mrs. Ryan used to play varsity hockey for University of Michigan. Also might come up helpful in Dave Watch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that was what's going on. The morning shift event was fantastic. What a turnout. It was great to see everybody. Um, can't wait for the next weekend because it feels like we're almost there already. Uh, then we had meetings, calls, the weekend. Oh my gosh, the Hunzikers. Oh, all right, now we have something bad to bring up. Something bad to bring up. I'm so sorry to bring it down for two seconds, but I have to. Uh, and we're going to link uh, the GoFundMe for this in the uh, comments below. 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 Uh, one of our dear friends and one of, gosh, everybody's Porsche family members out here in Los Angeles, certainly, uh, the Benton family has suffered a great loss. Luckily, all of the people are fine, but the Benton shop suffered a horrific fire the other day, um, and a lot of stuff was lost. Thank God it was just stuff. Thank God it was just stuff. But meanwhile, to all of us who appreciate all that stuff, once the people are accounted for, all you look at is the stuff. It's important stuff, too. Yeah, it is. And it's historic, and it's yeah. not just uh, uh, historic for you know, oh, the community. There's also a man's lifetime work, you know, multiple, many people's uh, lifetimes yeah. work in there as well. So um, there is a GoFundMe. Um, um, we highly encourage you. It does not matter if it's a dollar or $5, whatever. It doesn't matter. Every little bit helps. Um, so we highly recommend you do that in the link below. Um, and much love to the Bentons and all of the uh, Benton Performance family. My goodness, that was a that was a gut punch. There's been a, there's been a few uh, lately in the it's Porsche family out weekend, here. It's been a heavy weekend, but it's big for the community, and everyone knew about it. And kudos, kisses and love to all of you guys. There's so much in there. Yeah, yeah. And Malibu Kitchen, we love you. Thank you, Susie, and everybody yesterday at the love Scouts and Coffee event that was totally, totally kidding. That was really enjoyable. Yeah. Okay, Mrs. Ryan, tremendous. some of this stuff we should probably skip till tomorrow to get the Emery's in here, but some of the stuff we have to do. Uh, let's see, I've got an orange curtain. That was from, uh, we'll skip that till tomorrow. I love it, but it, we're already past the time. All right, East Coast feed. Let's do okay. a real quick East Coast feed. Okay, great. Check it over here with Danbury Chive and the East Coast feed. See what's going on over there. I have no idea where they are, Mrs. Ryan. Let's find out. So we're... Uh, East Coast feeding live from the Newtown Bar Crawl. Newtown Bar Crawl! It's a charity event for Hope on Main Street. It's a American Cancer Society benefit. So just to let you guys know, we're walking. What time at night is it? It's like 11 o'clock? 11.30, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. People have been drinking for hours. Um, we lost Brooke along the way. I think she's driving back with Megan. She is. You see, that's what I'm talking about. It's a bar call. You I need know, to, like, stay with it. Look at Greg. He's carrying a fucking box of shirts that we're doing for charity. Anyway, love you guys. I want to say the random love. East Coast Feed. Say what's up, boys and girls. What's up? Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, if you wanted some good energy, there you go. Oh, what a good group. Good job, Casman. You know, we don't drink anymore. I haven't drank for a long time, and it's never going to happen again for me just because I don't miss it one bit. Nope. Um, but, but, my goodness, the amount of fun those guys all have uh, and the good work that they do raising money for charity while out there just having fun drinking. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of neat. I mean, something good coming out of it. Better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. Ryan, it's time to check in with...
Mrs. Ryan, that song, my goodness, denotes that I'm going to bring up this calendar here. Oh, oh. gosh, it's the wrong month. Oops, <laughs> and, and while you, you give everyone the update, I am going to update this calendar. Mrs. Ryan, what's going on with Dave Watch? The, everything's ongoing, but uh, we seem to be in a pocket of just absolute affection from that camp. Just protection, and we talked a lot about what we were going to do at the Porch Experience Center and taking our show as a road show and what that entails. Slow, and- slow down. What other people don't know is from the last time we talked, you've been trying to get a hold of Dave's guy, and then blah, 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 and then we, okay, the guy said, okay, I like it, I'm going to take it to Dave, now we know it's a true story, the whole thing, and 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 you were just simply following up with him. Now you followed up with him, you had a long conversation, you followed up with him again, you guys have now an ongoing relationship that's happened since we've been dark. I know it's, to you, it's all the last couple of days. But, yeah, sorry. But, no, no, but over the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it happened real fast. <laughs> a lot of stuff has been going on behind the scenes, so... Uh, Dave's guy, we've been referring to him as Dave's guy, is now, I don't want to say call him our guy, but he's, he's identified himself as a friend of the show, being our show. And that was just a really cute, tickled moment, because in the industry, that means something. With that, now Mrs. Ryan has a relationship, and please take it away. Yes, it, it, it feels... I feel like old you are reigniting a little bit in your the way your business synapse fire. So to say more so that this feels very much like old school PR days of like we're both old school veterans like we both do the old school thing of like it's not cash grab marketing didn't it turn out that he actually remembered you from PR days yeah when when he worked on a different show a different talk show yeah (laughs) and remembered who I booked and like more than I did and like it's pretty good it's pretty awesome so today is November 11th, I'm making an X, denoting that Mr. David Letterman is not here. However, however, for all of you at home, we've been wanting to get David Letterman here for all of the obvious reasons. However, however, the truth is it's always been a stepping stone for us to try to get to their camp to then hopefully be shepherded or mentored or whatever, have our hand held through this crazy system by a bunch of people who've done it before. Uh, we've gotten to that step, it seems like. We've got somebody who's willing to help support and uh, to, and give us advice and, and, and help us a little bit. So that, to me, is amazing. Now, I don't know whether or not David Letterman will be here, but to me, it's sort of we're already past that point because we're getting you know into the actual nitty-gritty of it. Yeah, it feels that way for me, for sure. Although I'm still pretty sure that David Letterman is going to be sitting right there. I think so, too. There's, It feels very big. There's lots of very big conversations happening, and I love being <laughs> part of it. How exciting is that? How yeah. exciting is that? Today's guest was here. When he was one of our very first guests, and yeah. we were sitting in this same very room, but at a dining room table with a completely different setup, and I just can't believe that in, what, a year and a half... This is what's happened. So, yeah. Mrs. Ryan, with that, it is time to ask the question that's on everyone's <laughs> mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? There's a woman in Tennessee that is actually a sociology professor, but on her side gig, she decided to start a free sewing camp. A free what? Sewing camp. Teaching no, people, teaching girls, young is mostly girls, but like how to sew and like how to make it a business. That's amazing. It's phenomenal. So it just got me thinking of like all the ancillary skills we all have that we can just give education to people just by virtue of being in their lives. We talk about that on the show sometimes too, Mrs. Ryan. It's a really good point you bring up because, because when you're young, you think, oh, I'm amassing all this knowledge. I got to hang on to it. I got to keep it. That's my value. That's, this is all I have. And this is what I'm going to trade under. And then at some point you realize that all the whole thing is about is spreading knowledge and what and everything you know ideas and and just firing synapse with each other so i think that this is just one little tiny area yeah don't mind don't mind that there's some electricians doing some some work backstage (laughs) i don't even think the mics will pick it up but it came up in my call this morning with like neither of us know how to cook like we couldn't my college friend like we don't know what to do like you never know what people don't know they don't know yeah (laughs) How does fundamentals are important? That's where we go back to Mr. Rogers all the time. It seems like even as adults, maybe especially as adults, we forget the fundamentals. Yeah, I'm excited that our guest here today because I kind of feel like he built a business based on fundamentals and proper good, <laughs> yeah, proper good life manners. They're good ones to explicate that for sure. Um, the Tesla Model Y, which is a crossover, yeah. Oh, I for- I get them all confused. I do too a little bit, but uh, the Model Y was spotted down in Florida at the Kennedy Space Center. Oh, it's a new one. Gotcha. Uh, it's one of the newer gotcha. fleet. 
Uh, it's apparently big news that it was spotted all the way in Florida because they're made out here in California. So they're looking at, they're testing long range. Oh, for the batteries and stuff. That's yeah. cool. So heads up, look around. Neat. Uh, the Meow Mix, Meow Mix jingle is getting redone. Wait, uh, I want chicken. I want liver. Meow Mix, Meow Mix, please deliver. I know it from, I mean, I remember the the, the thing, but it was from uh, Austin Powers, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it started it. there. The commercial was not words. It was just uh, sound. Yeah. And now they're going to do a metal version and a Latin version and oh, a whole yeah. bunch of other. Rock new. out. It's been around 50 years, that song. That's amazing. I didn't know. So there's going to be a whole new rash of jingles. <laughs> From different ethnicities. <laughs> That's cool. I got no problem with that. I think it's cool. It sounds super neat. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, all right, the Polar Express is actually going to be a train in California. Oh, year. really? Yeah. There's going to be one in. Uh, I love the, that movie. The Valley. That movie gets a lot of hate. I love that movie. Oh, it's so If you so can get over good. whatever you don't like about the animation, that story is so stinking good. It's so good, and it reminds me of like how we used to roll out musicals, like mm-hmm. in smaller markets, and then go to the big ones. When and you then used go to national. literally do it, when you used to literally launch musicals. Yes, <laughs> back in my old life, I used to launch musicals. Um, but th- so they've done the smaller ones, and they, they so then now there's going to be two out of L.A. proper, uh, ones in the Valley, ones in the Inland Empire, okay. and uh, th- they're reading the stories on the trains cool. and doing dancing hot chocolate from That's the movie. That's cool. So, uh, do we know if they're actually steam engines? Because that to me makes a big difference, and I can't imagine that they are always, but still pretty uh, impressive. I don't know the answer to That's that, cool. but I'm going to say no. Um, but it sounds super neat, and it's November, December out I love of it. LA. That sounds awesome. So. Hey, and, that, and that's how it means. <laughs> that's been what's going on, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a delight. I'm so happy we're back. I'm so happy we're here. I wish we were at the PEC, but I'm still so happy we're here. Yeah. Uh, coming back in just a few minutes, we are going to be celebrating the PEC anniversary with one of, gosh, I don't know how to describe it. Well, gosh, he's a, one of the original Porsche outlaws for sure, his family. And uh, and just one of the best Porsche guys we know. Rod Emery with Mrs. Emery. Amy is going to be here as well in just a few minutes. More to come right after this. <laughs> Maybe I'm just glossed over. Just It's possible. Maybe he's just straight up exhausted. Is that what it is? Hi. I was in the shop at 3.30 this morning. So. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, well with that, we are sitting here with the Emerys, everybody. Rod and Amy Emery, welcome back. Welcome. Well, hello, welcome. <laughs> welcome you. back to you, mister. I know Thanks it's not even us. really like the same spot. Does it feel at all the same? Not even close. <laughs> no, no. You probably, I mean, a lot of life you've lived since then. Do you even remember that experience? It was so small in the beginning. Yeah, it was great. You know, then it was, yeah, then it was uh, kind of start up. Now it's, this is Hollywood, man. I um, was thinking back on it and I didn't go back, watch the tape, but I'm pretty sure from my own memory that you were the first person that we told about the desk and chairs. I, you did definitely tell me about this. So Be- it was, Because of your 46 car and the whole, it was your life's work and you were the right guy to end up with the whole thing. It just felt like, well, I've got sort of a story in my closet. <laughs> I haven't really <laughs> leaked out yet. Um, do you remember all of that? Do you I remember do. that? Because yeah. that was the beginning of what has been the last year and a half of our life. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look at her. She's like, yes, lots of work, but pretty awesome. Well, how the everything heck? awesome requires a tremendous amount of work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love you I for so. knowing that. I hope so. <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, you talk to them because I got to move one last camera that I forgot to move. Well, I'll just say hi. And here, I'm so glad you're back. Yeah. I'm so glad you're us. here. You, <laughs> I see you. you out and about, but not like often. You should be privileged. You should feel privileged. I don't ever do this. Dude, <laughs> you know, I feel so kidding. privileged. Well. This is actually kind of the first one I've ever like, done. I don't do interviews. I'm like a behind the scenes kind of girl. That's well, really good in front of the camera. So why should I? <laughs> I disagree with you, but I understand <laughs> and feel similarly. But I kind of feel like we all get to be like, too bad. Throw caution <laughs> to the wind. Bad. I know for us, Mrs. Ryan, they're only looking at me because I'm next to you. 
That's, right. That's what's going on with Ditto. us for sure. Uh, so listen to whatever comes out of my mouth. I chairs are kind of aimed at her because, you know. Hello? Because <laughs> you're like, you know what? We're just going to look at her anyway. So I'm we trying might to well lull. Make, we might as well make it comfortable. That's right. I'm trying to lull people into comfort. Exactly. Um, well, you guys, uh, you, uh, I don't know where to start. To say that you're an inspiration to us and people like us, I think, is probably a good place. Um, you're an inspiration to people like us who, as a couple, found that um, our lives were better once we started working together. Yeah. And we became a better team in life once we started working together. Relationship okay, okay. aside, I feel like everything has gotten better as we got better as partners. Yeah. And that just sort of translated across the board. Um, is that, does any of that resonate with you guys? Oh, totally. I mean, we, I think it was 1998. I was pregnant with Zane. I was um, managing a retail store and we decided that I was going to kind of take the leap and lose that income and join forces together. I mean, I, we were working together and doing things, but I hadn't left like a day job to. It's the commitment come on. when you yeah, actually the break free. So we yeah. kind of took that leap of faith and decided to go for it and never looked back so here we are 80 what was that 1998 98 okay <laughs> a little over 20 years that's amazing yeah. yeah and was that do you have a history with that blue car as well was that around the same time no i i built that yeah. car when i was in high school oh okay. so it was about 10 years earlier um that i built that car and and that's really where the my business, 80s came in then yeah the business okay. really didn't i guess take shape until 1996 so, um, you know, previous to that, I mean, I built my first car in the late 80s and then started racing in 1990 and started going to the track and working on cars for people. But it really wasn't an established business until we got married. And then um, she watched me, you know, try to wrestle the, you know, the accounting side and the employee side. And I mean, at the time, I only had like one or two employees and, um, and building and kind of doing all of it at once. And um, then by about, yeah, like she said, 1998, um, really it was kind of the end of 97 when she started really stepping in, um, when we started building our first Emory special together. And then in um, like beginning of 1998, she just jumped in and, and said, look, if we're gonna do this, let's, uh, let's join forces. And you know, we know that we love each other and we can spend 24 hours a day together. So let's just let's just make this happen. And it's the best decision that we ever made, because, you know, you know how it is. You, you when you build a business, when you put your heart and soul into it, you want to make sure that the people that are around you is, are as passionate about it as you are, but also that you can trust. And there's nobody that that um, I could trust as much as her. And uh, Keeping it in the family. Yeah. And, <laughs> really? and, and yeah. she understood my needs that, you know, I needed to be, um, I'm, I'm very creative. and Your artistic uh, needs. Yeah, my yes. artistic needs. and Freedom and the, a little bit. And the entrepreneurial side. And she also knew that with that entrepreneurial side is a little bit of recklessness um, <laughs> and uh, kind of wild west. And so in order for us to build a real business out of it, she's, you know, she's the type that. Um, I'm more business, like. <laughs> very organized. I, I let him be creative and. I take the other side of things. Yeah. I mean, you walk in our house, there is not an item in I our really house. I really appreciate your guys' place. Yeah. It's right up my alley. Yeah, there is nothing out of place in our house. Like, nothing. Oh, yeah. Every, Model home, right? Every drawer. Oh, yeah. I get the, the countertops, you know. Uh, seriously, it's like, but, but. But he's that way in the shop. Right. I was going to say, yeah, Mister, you're very, that way at work, yeah. for sure. I am. I am. Yeah. But, you know, from the standpoint of, like, our business, she doesn't leave anything unturned there's nothing that uh, that you haven't touched or looked at or adjusted made sure yeah. that is good and and it allows me to just hammer down and uh, and build cars and know that that uh, there's somebody in the office that's making the right decisions for the better of the company and the employees and the customers and that gets it that must be some confidence yeah. i mean i know people who are very successful in business who don't have their number two have that much confidence in their number two yeah that's amazing well, and I think for us, it was also, you know, if we were going to have kids, we wanted to be very much a part of their life. And I, you know, my number one priority was, you know, being able to volunteer in their schools and be there for them. And so by us being self-employed and working together, I could still raise our family. They could come to the shop, you know, the kids could hang out and be there with us. And it was a very family friendly, you know, place. You, you built it into the model. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you can do that, I think that's probably the best way to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> like uh, having the PR during production. <laughs> yeah. And there's, you know, there's no textbook that says how to write or how to, or there's no textbook. Yeah. We that, made a lot of mistakes. That, that, that <laughs> says this is how you run a family Porsche business that <laughs> is going to, you know, build cars and have clients and take people racing. And it was, it was a lot of trial and error. And early on in our business, it was primarily focused on, building vintage race cars, taking people racing, you know, all over the country. Um, And, you know, she's so good at organization and hospitality and cooking and all of those things that when we added, uh, you know, semi trucks and feeding 70 people at the Mm -hmm, track mm -hmm. and uh, hotel rooms and golf carts and all the other things that were needed, she just like, it was almost like she'd been, you know, running an events business for a hundred years. I mean, it just clicked and um, I couldn't have done that part of it. And that was the foundation of our business for. You I know, didn't realize that. So many years. It was more experientially based. It was 100%. not just the car. It was the car, the racing, the touring, the whole bit. Yeah, I don't so know if I realized didn't know that. that was part that of that. That was a huge part of our life. It's amazing. Kind of grew up at the racetrack. Yeah, I mean, really? I knew you used yeah. to do it. I didn't realize that giving that experience to your customers was was part of the model. I didn't realize that was the foundation of the business. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, until about what two thousand nine? Two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. Really? I mean, for me, I built my first race car. Why? Like every little boy to go racing. Yeah. You know, I Got built it. a car so I could go racing. Real go kart. Wanted to be a race car driver. Uh, wanted to have sponsors and you know be the guy uh, you know putting my helmet on every weekend. But the reality is, if you don't have deep pockets, you don't have a company behind you that that can write the checks. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. Doesn't matter how much practice you put in. It your racing career is going to be short lived. I mean, it's just a, a very um, you know it's a very small percentage of people that can put the whole combination together. So for me, I built a race car and built a business in the beginning on building cars for people and taking them racing so that I could coach them. And then we added, once Amy came on board, we got married. She's like, wow, this is awesome. We can travel. We can provide this for our clients. That's when the business went from one or two customers to 20 customers that we were taking racing all over the country. That's a, that's a, I can't even imagine your schedule. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just flabbergasted having not known that. I, in my mind, you've been the guy who's always been in the shop. No. I had no – or racing. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, from 98 until 2009, it was 10, 11 years of uh, 12 to 14 events a year with 20 customers, three big trucks. Um, so you're going to the same events with all those customers, right? This is 20 customers at yeah. the same event, luckily. At the same yeah. event. But I even mean, that might be more headaches. I don't know. that wouldn't come to one or two or more but yeah, it was like a little Porsche community because we only, of course, they were all Porsches. So it wasn't like other people who did track support, you know, took care of different models, makes. But ours was just, Gosh, you know, so primarily cool. 356s, a couple of 911s or, you know, 908s, 906s. But for the most part, it was just the little 356s. Yeah. So I know you as a racer, but you're just as established as a support yeah, for, for for your clients and customers, right? So I was racing against all my customers, but I was also coaching them all. What a dick and, move! And it's would, so great. And we would bring. Oh, you're going to need to beef that thing up over there. I'm the guy who knows how to do that. I well, you know, I, I, I was the carrot. You know, really? The yes, of course. And, and it really it was that way. I mean, we would we would uh, kind of our life was we would build race cars during the week. On Thursday or Friday, we'd load them up in our trucks. I, you know, I'd be prepping race cars with all of our employees. Amy would be at Costco runs, you know, getting bottled water and food. Yeah, yeah, of course. Planning the menu, loading the truck to make sure that we had it. We had to, because of the racetracks that we were going at, you either had to buy food from them or you had to fix it yourself. You couldn't cater it in because of the contract that they had with the restaurants there. So we had to cook all of our own food, you know, and these clients weren't, you know, they wanted more than just hamburgers and you what know, do you mean? Hot dogs, you know? <laughs> and that's we what's available that on at the track, yeah. July, you know, to keep it all American. But, you know, we had to really get creative with our resources and what we had. Yeah. So, yeah, we'd roll the trucks in. We had one big semi that was that would hold five cars, but once the cars were out, it was a locker room. And then it would uh, – so each one of our clients had their own individual locker. There were two bathrooms in it, a full commercial kitchen in the front. And so we'd unload the cars, and Amy would turn it into a, like a rolling country club. We had awnings wow. that went all the way around. And then um, we'd roll out the barbecues, and she would cook anything from tri-tip to shrimp, walnut shrimp to <laughs> – uh, you know, uh, Budweiser butt chicken where you take the little thing and you stick a Budweiser in there and, 
stretch a chicken over it and she'd cook like 30 of those you know um it was awesome and it was, i mean it was great it was all the wives ended up starting to come to the races if they weren't already coming with their husband it, it oh, really fun. Did you guys all yeah it was a great atmosphere community and then like of course like in the evenings we'd put out a fire pit and everybody would sit around and break out harmonicas and guitars and you know it was it and was power, just, drills. Yeah, don't power mind, drills don't mind that again <laughs> electricians backstage so that was that was the Our business kids had like yeah. you know 10 sets of grandparents <laughs> yeah um, that's a nice life so yeah, yeah. It, was. It, it was great and it was great when the kids were young um, because we could take them with us and we always had our kids in um, private school or they started in Montessori and, and uh, so that there were schools that would allow us to take them traveling yes. with us because that was the most important thing we we didn't want to leave them behind and so we'd travel to Daytona or we'd go to Laguna Seca we'd go if they're uh, at a Montessori school I'm assuming that they know the parents and then they know oh these parents are going yeah, there's they no were problem all about here life yeah. experiences were just as important at that age as awesome. you know being in the classroom but and I could doing I stuff. could see the perspective being like all oh, these carny folk going from town to town with their trailer you know what i mean because they don't get what you're actually doing right yeah. so so that part wasn't a problem no, okay. they were very supportive do you think that was helpful for your kids i everybody including mrs ryan and i are always looking at your kids and we're so impressed <laughs> and we talk about the gene pool and you're both of your your uh, uh morals and values and everything that probably went into that but do you think that that experience for them um helped maybe make them who they are today learning to oh, grow totally. up on the road where every day we're in a different not every yeah. day we're in a different they town they learned but at a very young age to interact with adults I mean they had friends but like they could hold conversations and you know just knew how to travel I mean it three years old they knew how to put their shoes and you know on the yeah. conveyor belt and you know they just were Really seasoned seasoned yeah. and yeah. it put them in situations instead of just like like living in this bubble we were also kind of parents that I don't know. A lot of people wouldn't agree with it. You know, it wasn't like eight o'clock. You got to be in bed, or you know, this set schedule. They learned to be very flexible because our life. You know, instead of changing our life, we just took them and they molded to it. I think that's fantastic, though. I think that probably did help. We were talking about fundamentals earlier. (laughs) I feel like that probably helps a lot. Well, so wild. And you look at our kids today. You know, Zane. He started racing go karts when he was little because it was around him. But then. You know, if we look back now at photos and videos, when he was five or six, he was, you know, in his driver's suit, but he always had a guitar in his hand. Mm. He was running around the pits, and then he's singing and playing harmonica with everybody. And now we go, the signs were all there. It's so obvious that the kid was a born performer, <laughs> yeah. you know? But you see what you want to see, too, because you're like, oh, but he's around cars, so yeah. of course. He's got to be a race car driver. <laughs> Think of the picture of you way back when you were a kid and the counter and all that stuff. Yeah. And then Jade, you know, she's... She's just always, uh, she was very quiet when she was little. And then, um, you know, she picked up on this aerial acrobatics. And, uh, you know, for her, uh, she's adventurous. Like, she loves going in the race cars. She loves going fast. And she loves speed. She loves speed. And it's obvious really? in what oh, she yeah. does, you know, uh, flying through the air and, uh, you know, being 20 feet in the air, that she's a little bit more of a daredevil, a little bit more like me. Zane's yeah. a little bit more like his yeah, mom. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's fun to see the kids, you know, develop. And, and now find their own lane you know um zane's you know on some tv shows on a lot of tv shows he's on a lot a lot yeah yeah Yeah, i mean right now he's um filming american pie can we say that yeah Yeah. uh what's that (laughs) they announced it yeah uh so he's uh he's filming the new american pie he's also also on uh (laughs) the goldbergs and um uh the rookie yeah the rookie is the one i couldn't think so he's i mean he's working he's not going to daytona with us this week unfortunately he's bummed because he's working thursday friday and monday so but can't um, even do a long on the other side no um well we should probably that's probably a good transition to you're only here for another few hours before you leave (laughs) you're heading to daytona yeah we are you know we stopped the vintage track support kind of race part of the business in about 2009 2010 um just economic changes you know there weren't as many clients that wanted to go racing um just because of the way things the kind of you know way things the were climate, at that sure, point yeah. and that's when we really shifted into just really building more cars like you see us building today kind of transformed the business but it never took the the racing out of me and mm-hmm. uh, now i you know, still go to the track and, and race uh, for fun. And uh, this particular weekend um, is going to be a pretty exciting one. Um, we're flying to Daytona and uh, I'll be driving with, uh, so we'll be kind of reliving 1985, 1986 
uh, Lowenbrow Racing, Al Holbert Racing. Delivery? Uh, the li- well, so it's the Daytona Classic. So it's the, the Classic 24 event. So it's a 24-hour race, but um, one car doesn't run the entire 24 hours because they're vintage cars right. with a lot of money and very historic. And so instead, it's more like a relay race there where you you've go. got multiple cars that – that like a three car team that'll run for an hour then the next car goes and runs for an hour then another one and so you run three cars okay kind of uh almost past the baton right so that's the way the classic the way the classic runs it still runs from 2 p.m until 2 p.m so it's 24 hours yeah but each car gets six to eight hours of race time instead of 24 uh but uh is it different drivers it is so that's where this gets exciting so uh, the, the 24 Hours of Daytona, the, the original 24 Hours of Daytona and the series that ran, you know, I mean, it's it's usually, you know, two or three drivers with one car. This is, uh, there's going to be six of us driving uh, a total of three cars. And 1985-1986 um, championship was won by Derek Bell and Al Holbert in the Lowenbrow uh, 962. You like Derek Bell's voice from my game. Yeah, so um, so uh, kind of a bucket list, uh, you know, dream team item for me is that uh, we're going to Daytona this time with Gunner Racing, and uh, Gunner Racing has uh, three of the Lowenbrow cars. Are you actually family, or are you just almost blood? Uh, we're almost blood, okay. Uncle Kevin. Um, so uh, on the driving team is going to be myself. Uh, Gunner Jeanette, so uh, Kevin Jeanette's son, who's nice. a, a very accomplished race driver and, and coach. And then Derek Bell, Justin Bell. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Rodrigo Salas, who's uh, uh, one of my clients that I'm building a car for, but uh, uh, also has uh, uh, a 550 Spider that's the most original unrestored car plus a whole lot of other cars oh, wow. but he's the owner of the low and brown 962 okay so uh so it'll be him and then the coolest thing for me uh by the way uh, today is al holbert's birthday al Happy passed birthday. away years ago but uh but it's his birthday but his son todd holbert who works for uh toyota racing development has never really been a race car driver grew up you know, as the son of one of the, you know, most accomplished, uh, you know, most uh, famous Porsche race drivers of all time. But Todd Holbert uh, is going to be on the race team with us driving uh, the Holbert Racing uh, 914 and the, the uh, Brown 944 with me. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting. That sounds uh, amazing. Cool. We've got Brow race suits. We've got uh, a three-car team, all Brow. Um, well, and, if you know uh, Kevin, he doesn't miss anything. Kevin genetic kind of racing. <laughs> yeah. he, it's all about the details. So, so yes, yeah, so we fly out tomorrow morning, and uh, we're going to go and, and run the Lowenbrow team and, cool. and uh, you know, spend the weekend with Derek and Justin Bell and, and uh, Holbert and Rodrigo and the Gunner, Gunner Racing family. Sounds Kevin amazing. And, everybody, so. and, and, and that's just for the weekend. And you'll be back next week back in the shop probably. It is. Yeah, we'll be testing <laughs> Wednesday. Uh, then we'll uh, do some racing on Thursday and Friday in preparation for the, the Classic 24. And we'll be back to work Monday. So That's amazing. Yeah. Do you know where it, uh, that'll be covered, I'm sure, on ESPN or something? But yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Check it's vintage racing, so it's you know it's not like uh, sometimes be they on tape Fox, them and put them on at you know, night though or whatever. Like the historics, the yeah, maybe. Um, so it's HSR is who the the sanctioning body is, and okay. uh, it'll be really great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and uh, well, it sounds like I, I I just thought it was a neat trip for you, but it sounds like this is actually like a bucket list type of deal. <laughs> I mean, this is a big. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is a really big deal. I mean, growing up, um, you know, loving 962s and kind of the, you know, all of this stuff, um, you will, know. Just, will you be driving one? Sp- well, you said the, uh, the which cars? Yeah. So I'll be driving the 944, the Lowenbrow 944, uh, the Holbert Racing 914.6. And then. Oh, so you are. You're, you're yeah, doing multiple. Yeah. And then uh, there's also a, uh, a 997 uh, GT3 Cup car that uh, we'll, pot- we'll potentially put into the mix. And if so. Um, I'll drive that car. I've got a lot of experience at Daytona and GT3, so um, yeah, it'll be fun. It's That's gonna awesome. Be, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, GT3, nice segue. You're Mr. Segway today. <laughs> yeah. You, and, and uh, again, Porsche Experience Center uh, week. You had a, uh, a weekend at the Porsche Experience Center in a GT3. You want to talk about that at all? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, as you know, know, we're we're all very fortunate in Los Angeles to have that facility here. Um, Yeah. I mean, there is one in Atlanta, but I think that the one here in Los Angeles is over the top. It's just so amazing, Uh, especially with the cars and coffee that takes place or the morning shift, morning shift. Yeah. uh, You know, which is uh, once a month and different themes of of cars. You know, I think this month was GT cars. Mm -hmm. We've had a 356 uh, theme. We've had. uh, transaxle theme, you know, all kinds of really cool stuff. But you know, and the, it's not just Porsche too. If you if you happen to be a Porsche fan, but maybe not have a Porsche, you can bring whatever you've got. Yeah, so it's it's just such a great facility. You got Porsche Motorsport on the other side of the, That's, the glass. Now you're talking, uh, which is which is cool because we can all go in there and pretend that we're uh, you know factory Porsche race car drivers and look in there and see the cars that we dream about. Because um, it's awesome. Because it is awesome. Yeah, and Eric, I mean, my gosh, it's just so much fun. It's like family over it's there. It's a beautiful facility that you don't get to just see on the street. And you, you're right about we get a little, we're lucky. We're really lucky. And it almost makes you jaded because you just feel like everybody just has access to this stuff. And yeah. it's not at all true. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really special. And, and so about three or four months ago, I think it was in June, um, I had my, even though the facility's been there almost three years, this weekend is the uh, yep. third anniversary on Saturday, which unfortunately we're not going to be there because I'm going to be... Because you're you living know, a bucket list item. I'm that's racing. a perfectly reasonable reason. That's right. I'm, I'm racing. But, um, you know, being involved in the in the whole facility, I just never went and took the experience part of it, uh, you know, 100% and did the, the course until June. Uh, myself and Jeff Swart went and spent the day and, and drove cars and did the off-road course and all that. And I just fell in love with it. I was amazed at how well the program is run. And I think going into it, I was like, you know, I've been racing my whole life. Uh, I've been driving Porsches my whole life. Is it really going to be something that I'm going to get something out of? And, right. You know, because What's yes, different? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Taking the words out of my mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I just um, because I guess I didn't totally understand it. The yep. moment I got in the passenger seat with my coach, which he only took me for two laps and then put me in the driver's seat for the remainder of the time, I was blown away. Um, you know, to have that that quiet whisper in your ear of, you know, more throttle, less throttle, brake input, you know, uh, you know, less steering input and, and be able to go out there and experience all their modules or their different uh, courses just blew me away. Mm. Um, and I left there on such a high um, that I was like, man, I have to share this with everybody. Yeah. And so a friend of mine uh, who has uh, really been one of the uh, my closest friends, um, in fact, he's the reason that um, I ended up marrying this this. Oh, my goodness gracious. Lady. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, his name's Marlo LaFontaine, great friend of mine that, that I raced against as a kid. He's he's a little older than me. In fact, it's his 60th birthday, or it was yesterday. Um, but uh, he's the one that lived in southern Utah uh, that was developing some property, kind of a, 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 a departure from my car world, that I moved to southern Utah and um, moved to this little town and, and met the love of my life. Um, and uh, he took me under his wing and, and teached me. It t- really taught me a lot about business and life. And uh, I lived in his basement for a little while. And, uh, you know, we all go through a point in our life when you kind of question if what you're doing is the right lane. And, uh, Glad to hear you say that. And, um, you know, and that, <laughs> Thanks, for, that for me, well, we do. It's, you know, and that for, me was, that for me was um, from 20 to 22 years old. Um, I, I kind of departed from the car world completely and uh, got into construction and uh, had a little countertop business and uh, met Amy. And uh, that was when all the pieces started clicking together. But it was because of wow. uh, this good friend of mine, Marlo, that I ended up in that little town and had that opportunity. Well, this weekend was his 60th birthday, and his wife, um, Carol, asked me, she goes, what could we do for Marlo that would be fun, exciting, and special for him for his 60th birthday? She goes, what do you think about that Porsche place you always go to? <laughs> so we, uh, we set it up with Jen, and uh, we had... Uh, uh, the Porsche Experience Center on Saturday. We both drove GT3s. Now here, here's, he's been he's been one of my closest friends um, my whole life, but he's never driven uh, a Porsche. That's any crazy. Porsche, any Porsche, well, let alone no. a new modern. Well, off-road 911. Well, yes, yeah. I, I had an off-road 911 that count. I bought that he uh, partnered with me on back in like 2000. Uh, that was a full-on rally, oh like Baja 911. And so because we both grew up off-road but a modern, racing, like. 
911. He hadn't he hadn't driven one. Driven. And so we surprised him yesterday or on Saturday with um, a, a full session in a GT3. So he and I both got in GT3s on Saturday, cool. and uh, then we had a dinner at the 917 restaurant, which. If, if you haven't been there, so it's delicious. so delicious, the, yeah. especially those pretzel rolls <laughs> and that butter and a little bit of salt. It's just unbelievable. Oh. But um, so we we got an opportunity to, to really um, you know share his birthday with him and and uh, uh, let him have some fun and and uh, you know now I think he's uh, you know thinking that he needs a GT3 you know but uh, <laughs> it was it, that's right it was a lot of fun. So yeah, the Experience Center is just such a special place. What, so what's levels. up? I mean, how was did he did, was he was he blown away? I mean, what, what was blown. it about it? I mean, yeah. was it the speed? Was it the J turn? I mean, what he you talked know. a lot about about the brakes of how well they break. Really? Because yeah. yeah. that's part of that experience too. Is when they tell yeah. you harder, harder, drilling it harder. You're not breaking hard enough. And you're like, what? My face is on the hood. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he knew, you know, that they had power and they would handle Brake great. Performance. But I, yeah, I don't think he knew how good the brakes were on a Porsche. So, Let alone one of those. Yeah. So I think the whole experience for him. I mean, everything from showing up there totally surprised, us being right there as the doors open, getting him signed up. Uh, he thought we were still at SEMA. So it was a real shocker. That's a really <laughs> n- good birthday gift. That's yeah. pretty rad. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, he literally didn't even think you were in town. No. Oh, that's so his, cool. That's a his, double. No. When his wife was driving him there, at first he was like, well, it would be, it would fun be if. the Porsche Experience Center, but Rod's not in town. He's in SEMA. So there's no way we'd go there. <laughs> so we must be going to the Queen <laughs> Mary. Or the, the blimp. Because <laughs> they live so out in Redlands. So, so to take the drive you know out like she he's a developer you know he's so he knows uh, land yeah he, <laughs> he knows he's, he's like he's like uh you're blowing the secret by driving <laughs> yeah, west is exactly. your point yeah it's like where are we headed you know and she's like just wait and then uh, then they pulled in and obviously once he got there he's like wait a second this is but he still was... didn't think we were gonna be there that's so cool that's yeah. really neat oh man look so at you awesome. you're still giving experiences away <laughs> absolutely <Porsche> experience center <laughs> yeah that's so wild. Well, what's the future of your guys' business? I mean, it sounds like I'm wrapping up, but what, where, where are you going to keep just building cars? Because the client base, I'm assuming, isn't going away, luckily. I mean, is that it? Or are there other things in the works? Because they're looking at each other like there's a big fucking know. secret. No, there's, 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 no, there's no secrets. No, I mean, you know, I think for us, it's really just about continuing to build, you know, amazing cars and make them better and better. At, you yeah. know, I'm... I'm one that, you know, I'm a racer at heart. So just like any, you know, anybody that, that uh, races cars, you're always looking for a little more speed or a little better handling or, a, you know, a little more performance. And I'm trying to do that in all the cars that we're building. Um, you know, everything from the style of the cars that we're building to the performance and driving experience for our clients. And, um, you know, I think that that's really where it's headed is just continuing to, to up the game. I think eventually we'll kind of mix a little bit of that culture or experience back into what we do, especially now that the kids are grown up and, mm. um, you know, Zane is, you know, established and, um, you know, a working actor and Jade, she's, uh, you know, going to UNLV and off to college, um, in next the, you know, next year. So, uh, Amy and I, at that point, will be able to roll back into doing some events. And, uh, I think that we'll do some you know, uh, tours for our clients around the world and in certain areas give us an opportunity to do some traveling. And a lot of our clients would like to, you know, do a European drive or, um, you know, drives in different parts of the country. So, That'd be fun. Um, yeah. So, you know, the Going requirement you will be you have yeah. to be driving an Emery car. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, oh, I don't know. That seems kind of. <laughs> you know, but uh, I like it. come on. Yeah. But, I like but, it. <laughs> there will be some exclusive Emory car events. Come on. Yeah. But we'll also do some other events. But but really it's um you know it's about giving people the experience and letting them, you know, have fun with their Porsches and and um you know adding that element. For you working with but forgive the term, but these old cars, you don't only drive these old cars. You your regular cars at GT three RS. I mean you drive all sorts of other non Porsche vehicles too. Um we're talking about sort of the evolution and, you know, getting each little more crank and more and more horsepower, a little more handling. How do you, how do, how is that going from one, we are lucky, we drive one car all the time. So for us to refine that is very easy. Oh, I know when it's different. I know when there's a change. You drive everything and of all these different varieties too. Um, how, how, I don't know what I'm even asking, but I'm kind of curious how that dichotomy works within what you do, the new and the old and then 
bringing some of that new from that over there into this old? And is that too much? Is that the right amount? It, there's, I guess it's going back. I'm asking the artist question, I guess, maybe. That. Yeah. It's not more of a business question. It's an artist question. Where is that line for you with the new and the old? How do you blend it? Is there a line? Is it always moving? You know, for me, I mean, the foundation of our business and, and the, the love of the cars for me started with the 356. I just, I love the model. I love the car. It's the beginning of really, the, it's the foundation of Porsche. But Porsche continued to evolve that design and and technology and and uh, made the cars faster and stop better and all of that. But they stopped that poor little 356 model in 1965. Yeah. So I kind of you know have taken it on as my life's work to you know let the 356 live on. Yeah. And uh, gain some of that um, uh, you know technology and drivability that Porsche developed into the the later cars. And uh, so for me. One of the reasons that I drive, I mean, my daily driver is uh, a 996 twin turbo. That's what I drive. That's what I drove here today. Cool. Um, that's what. That's kind of like my my beater. You know, no, it's my my. Little, <laughs> but that's my little, your daily. Sure, it, it's my daily. You know, I. I, I, I it's I, his get off Sherman Way and see how see far how, he can go before yep. he has to break. That's right. I just I, I just drive the heck out of that thing, and uh, and it just keeps on given and uh, so you know that's my daily driver but you know on the weekends i'm driving a gt3 rs or you know um or you know like this weekend i drove everything from a 996 to a gt3 to a 356 to an old you know 1950s ford but um but you know it's really about taking some of that technology and drivability from the newer porsches or the experience of the newer Porsches and dragging some of that down yeah. uh, into the, the cars that we're building, um, but not losing the charm and, uh, and the, the feel and spirit of the 356. So, um, and, and it's a fine balance because... That's what I was going to say. You're describing this perfect area, but how do you, how do you the artist make that certain like how do you decide that okay this is right but that's too much it's the really tough part of my job okay i drive porsches all the time. <laughs> um and and i just um you know i that sucks, I, man. Just, I'm I just sorry. i just have to drive porsches all the time oh, and, and i have to drive you know her macon gts i gotta drive uh, a panamera i gotta drive them all because i need no but the truth is is really just looking at everything that Porsche's ever built and uh, just picking uh, those items and, and the, those experiences and some of that drivability that I want to try and infuse into a 356. You know, we're not going to, I don't want to make a 356 drive like a new Cayman. That's not the, the goal. The goal is it needs to still have the heart and soul of a 356. But um, And that is, I guess, where it's your art and it can't be replicated. It's going to be, that's what an Emery is. And it's almost, you can't describe it. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's yeah. great. It's always going to have that German square weave carpet, that little hint of, you know, wool uh, carpet and a little gasoline the and a little vibration. The smell? And, <laughs> oh, it's got the smell. It's got the vibration. It's got the taste. It's, you know, everything, you know. Uh, I walked in the house last night and uh, Amy, she goes, yeah, you're driving a car with carburetors today. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, you know, because, you know, carburetors, uh, you know, and fuel. Different it, smell. A little different, little different smell, you know, and... Uh, um, it's just that's the that's the fun of it. Um, you don't want to take away all that. You know what I'm saying, though, right? At one point, oh, disc brakes. You don't do that in the 356, and well, now no, now that's kind of you do. For you, though. Well, yeah. good. That's kind. Of, I guess maybe that was <laughs> yeah, the question. You're always pushing the envelope. Well, you got to shake I mean, them up. That's good. <laughs> you know, so not only you could never just like no. I would call your, you some of bored. your cars, okay, that's an evolution of what Porsche could have done had they kept on going, for sure. But you also get pretty experimental with what I would call prototype-type cars, like your RSR. Oh, Now, yeah. that's a monster. Is there anything you want to talk about that? Because well, that, yeah, that's 11 plus. Right, and it's a total monster, and that, that kind of brings, In the best way, That, that kind of comes back to, you know, the racing side of me, where it's like, you know what? Um, if let, I could. If I could, you know, if I could just keep pushing it, you know, how light can I make it? How fast can I make it? How big a brakes can I put on it? Um, you know, and not so focused on, um, you know, kind of the the prettiness of a little 356. Mm. But let's, you know, what would you do if you wanted to just make a, a race car, you know, wild and crazy? And, you know, look at the 935, for example. That's it, though. It's, you know, a 935 was a 911 that just like all of a sudden it was like a blowfish, you know, and, and uh, I big hate the tires. term on steroids, but that was for it, sure it, it on was, steroids. Yeah, it yeah. was, you know, take everything and just blow it out big fenders big wing you know exaggerate <laughs> sir this everything. won't fit you, you know, make more room <laughs> have room for two big turbos coming off the back and and so like that little car was just you know let's let's focus on just 
you know, making the thing super fast, handle amazing, and uh, the rest of it is, uh, you know, not as important. But we still wanted to keep it in the kind of uh, the family, the family, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, so uh, yeah, it was a, it was a well, fun and project. every bit of it is built just like the rest of your cars. All of you know what I mean? It's not like oh, that's the rough, rough riding racing version over there. Right. Like no, go look at the craftsmanship and coach work. It's all the same. It's yeah. just as good. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. So and and now. You know, we built that car really as a test. You know, we built it for a client that owns uh, Momo, the wheel company. Hmm. And uh, we use that as a promotional vehicle at SEMA for two years and kind of show people some of their products, but also just let people have fun seeing kind of a work in progress type car. Uh, we took it to SEMA this year and drove it on uh, the track Speed Vegas, uh, did some track oh. stuff with it. Um, but all the stuff that we learned on that car is now being. Uh, packaged into four other cars that we're building in the shop that uh, will look more traditional but have the power, the brakes, the intercoolers, the handling of all that just under the skin. You know? Somehow we got the answer to my last question now. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. So, Wow, that's really cool. Uh, do people know about that? That that's what you're doing? Not really, because that's that sounds to yeah, someone we, like me really exciting. Oh, Rod Emery's up to something new. Yeah, we've got some pretty amazing <laughs> oh, little cars so that that uh, are definitely the uh, uh, you know as far as 356s go, it's uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Look a little more subtle, but they're that's fire, kind of what you've always done too. Fire breathing, kind of your mo. Yeah, yeah. Your face lights up when you talk about the secrets that you're doing. Yeah, it's really neat. Well, for me, it's it's not as much about like you know making something pop like one thing stand out like i want everything on the car to be muted a little bit mm -hmm. so that you almost look at it and say hmm did he change the angle of the windshield or the head you know what's so different about that car well everything the headlights are moved the windshields moved the doors are moved the you know so you can't really pick up on all the little things how, how tired of you are, are are you pointing all that stuff out i can't even imagine how it must be for you a lot of times i, I see even, you on other shows you know yeah. what i'm saying i mean a lot like, of times i, I don't imagine. even point it out i just let, i just stand back and and uh, and i let that's them guess and, is that uh, almost easier yeah. yeah 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 that's the fun part oh gosh are they like your kids in a weird way i hate to make the comparison because yes, you actually have kids but him. yeah and people he always ask them like <laughs> the last before they leave he that's spends, how i like 24 hours with them all night it does not matter does not matter. It's always an all-nighter. Every always. single car. There's always a 20 all-night, 24 <laughs> hours, nobody in the shop at night. It's just, just me. him in the car. And she comes, she'll call me at like 4 and 5 in the morning. Are you still alive? <laughs> yeah. I'm alive. What are you <laughs> doing? I thought you were done good. with the car. <laughs> no, I'm not done. Because there's all the That's little the artist tweaks. Right there. And, it's, and it doesn't matter if the car, you know, is done and it sits there. But the moment before we're going to like give it to the client or take it somewhere, I still spend all night with it. Because it just—it's just part of it, you know. I love hearing all this stuff because mm -hmm. it sounds like him uh, applicable to other creative endeavors. Yeah. Like, it just makes so much sense. And hearing that there's another survivor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, survivor, yeah. <laughs> just, nice. There's some days that you're just like, I—I I don't know what's happening. Like, why are you with the car again? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's wrong? What are you changing? What happened? But it's Nothing. beautiful. You guys do beautiful stuff, so it all makes sense. I just. Thanks. Thanks for everything you <laughs> Yeah. Almost 24 years strong we've been together. Right. So, Well, I guess I probably know the answer to this then. <laughs> You're, are you, people ask Mrs. Ryan this question a lot. I was going to ask you, but I think you answered it already. Let's just see. Uh, are you a fan of the cars or are you a fan of his? Both. Both. I mean, I appreciate other Porsches and other builders. Of course, I'm probably more a fan of his <laughs> sure. than i am there's no the wrong answer i was yeah. just i was just curious because yeah. you I'm, seem I to mean, live it as much i think it's both but i think i'm very passionate i love watching him create and yeah. the things that he comes up with i mean i have to admit when i saw the rsr at first it was like I don't know. I think you may have lost it on this one. It, <laughs> yeah. If I may, that's because you knew what it looked like done. He and none of us saw it for three years. We didn't know what it was going to look like done. Only I, you knew. I saw the rendering, but I didn't quite get the back end. Like, I was like. <laughs> the Vader helmet. That's my yeah, favorite part. I was part. just like, are you going to do anything? Like, you're just going to leave that there. You're like, no, I'm going to finish it underneath. Like, just wait. Just wait. And then once, like, he, I think he had forgot to explain to me, like, 
the 935 part of it. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, then it makes sense. I get yeah. it. As soon as she saw that little panel oh, and the two little taillights. Buried the lead there. <laughs> I, I mean, I just have to let him like do his process. Most of the time I get it. I mean, sometimes I'll be like, no. But it always, he knows what he's doing and it always turns out. I mean, there's, it's fun to see all the different creations and, you know, then build it with the clients and what they come up with and what he won't let them do. And that's great. That's you sticking to your, yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it shows I you the I appreciate your ideas. <laughs> yeah. But no, but you no. won't do that. I mean, somebody would probably do that for you. Yes. And, 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 and I have to do that really all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's fine. That's how you guys create your creative integrity. That's how you protect your, yeah, you guys, what go you're making. Back, I mean, I'm definitely not, I wouldn't say I'm a car passionate about cars and passionate about Porsches. Like I'm really brand loyal. That's totally fair. Yeah. We, I think we probably share that. I don't know if you're a car person, but you've become such a Porsche fan. I've yeah. become a Porsche fan. I'm a yeah. fan of you. And <laughs> You're cre- it's the same thing of like watching you create. Like I know that it's a weird way to see. I see that happen in you when we're around Porsches. Like I see the wheels turn. Well, they're inspiring, especially if you're around something that somebody else made, like an Emery. Totally. So I see what Amy's talking about mm-hmm. of like watching cre- the creation happen. It's like that's all I really am interested in. Cars are gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Porsches specifically. But I like what it makes you guys think of. Hmm. Well, and it's such a community with it. I yeah. mean, the cars are yes. really what bring people together from all walks of life, you know, and that's what's very fun and interesting, too, is the people that you meet that you wouldn't necessarily, totally. you know, connect with if it wasn't for the Porsche. That We've been grateful for that. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Some of our, what, what are nowadays our best friendships yeah. came from this community that people we would never have even known existed on this planet if it weren't for right. YouTube and this event and that thing. And then we yeah. met here and had dinner here and then we became. It's a really unique, cool, creative through line that connects us all. So mm-hmm. I'm really yeah. interested in that. That's There's a family element to it, especially here in Los Angeles. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because we're so saturated by it. it's just there's a lot of what we do around. But I feel that, um, I don't know, everyone kind of looks out for each other. Or at least we feel that people are looking out for us. And so we're doing it, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> no, turn. absolutely. I mean, yeah. it really it really is a pretty tight knit community. I mean, you know, it extends beyond Southern California. But but this is a pretty special and unique place because, you know, we the do we, we run into so. each other at least once a month. Right. You know, at some event. I mean, you know. Oh, maybe that's part of it. You can't avoid each other, so we have right. to be family. It's kind of like oh, family. Oh, that's a really you good know, point. You, no matter what, I got to like you because Uncle I'm going to see you at the Peterson, wow. right? I'm going to see you in Malibu or I'm going to see you at PEC. So just so bite simple. my tongue. No, uh, but, it, but, it really, but it really is. Um, it, 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 it's a sense of community that um, – that uh, yeah, we're we're very fortunate to be in this area, and we've got beautiful weather, which means oh, we driving do this, all the time. We do this twelve months out of the year. <laughs> you know, uh, I posted something the other day uh, just for fun, but you know the amount of messages that I got uh, with regards to it's ninety degrees, mm. it's beautiful. Uh, you know, here in Southern California, so grateful to be here. But really, you know, California has its challenges, but. Um, the weather, the community, the people, and the Porsches. There's nothing like it anywhere on the planet. And the Porsche Experience Center down in Carson. <laughs> what a great way to wrap that up. Holy smokes. Got um, it all. Emery, is there anything else we didn't cover that we want to today? We love you both so very much. I mean, it's just Thank a delight you. that you're here. We real, really appreciate your time and the fact that you came for us. Yeah. <laughs> means no, a lot. It was, it was great. No, yeah. Thank you for having us. And Thanks uh, for being here. She's yeah. going to go back and finish... Uh, packing for our trip i'm gonna put my welding helmet back on and get back to work you came uh, right from the shop right and you're going right back to the shop literally like as we're driving because i wear headphones and a welding helmet so as we're driving i'm going like like, my hair's a wreck you know and and, uh, dirty knees and yeah back to the shop i know it's nearby but the fact that you left in the middle to come over and do this it means the world to us it's a big deal so thank you so much and you coming on at all holy smokes this is not my thing come back sometime without your husband we can really talk this is awesome we'll find out what it's really like you know to be the porsche wife behind the scenes yes we'll find out what that's like (laughs) i'm sure (laughs) all right mrs Ryan, let's wrap it up here. Uh, what do we have to? Oh, hang on! Goodness gracious, I don't have my thing. But Billboard, this is the time when 
we find out how can people catch up with our guests. In this case, it's Rod and Amy Emery. Social media, any plugs, anything coming on? I know you're going to Daytona. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the best way to kind of keep tabs on what we're doing is Instagram. It's the easiest. Uh, yeah. We don't, you know, we don't do much. There's a little spillover on Facebook and stuff like that, but just. You know, at Rod Emery and at Amy Emery. That's that's, that's your jam. That's the Instagram. Yeah. Cool. You post a lot too. You post great stuff. Oh God. Yes. I try to. You know, it's my it's my outlet to be able to just interact with the community a little bit and uh, keep it real. I think part of it is I follow your whole family, so I think <laughs> you you know what I'm saying. So there's four accounts. Yeah. And I, and somebody's always you're always doing stuff together, which is amazing. Yeah. And somebody is always posting. That's the way to do it. They all take turns, and then you don't have to post as much. That's right. <laughs> You got Good it job, all figured guys. out, mister. You really did figure it uh, out. All right, Mrs. Ryan, what do we have tomorrow? We don't know yet tomorrow, right? I don't right? know yet. All right, G.I. Jen's working on that. There's been a few. Everything's up in the air as things go. <laughs> uh, I know that Thursday, Jeff's word will be here. So until then, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. My goodness, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so much. Emery's, we love you Thanks so much. Thank you, Love everybody at home. Please love one another, and we will see you tomorrow.